0: Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call is happening Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. For those of you that do not know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, Welcome you to this TR90 support call. If you are um, ever missing this and you want to pick it up, you if you go to SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls will pop up. They are archived back now more than 11 years. <clears throat> um. You could also put in Frank Lomas um, Solutions, the Digit Four Anti-Aging, if you get your podcast through a different uh, service other than SoundCloud. If you're listening to the Summit the podcast, you can pick us up live at one seven one two seven seven five eight nine seven two, and when it prompts for the code, put in nine one zero zero two two, and you will be connected to the call, and we would be thrilled to have you along with us. So that tr 90 program, um, when you're first starting out, is that one really good clean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at least three of those meals. Taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal, if at all possible. That means your optimum um, time to take them. But if not, do take them with your meal because they'll still work. It's just they won't be quite as effective as, is as they would be if you could have them on board your system prior to um, eating your meal. With that being said, 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week. Making sure to get um, seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables in every single day because that will give you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber daily. Ladies, we should be getting about 32 grams of fiber daily um, just to keep our digestive systems in good health. Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. That helps you make good decisions, helps you plan ahead, uh, clears out toxins out of your system while you're sleeping, um, stores memories. It does a multitude of things, so Getting that good rest is really important for you. And today I'm sharing some information out of a book that is called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, and Obesity, Obesity and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL. And yesterday I um, stopped in what I was sharing with you about out of a chapter that was titled, A Fallacy of Biblical Proportion and why we need to really be watching um, processed foods and the importance of metabolic syndrome in our lives. So for the 55% of adults who are overweight or obese, listen up. <clears throat> I'm talking to you as a doctor to patient level and this is Dr. Lustig writing this. Obesity is not an automatic death sentence. A full 20% of morbidly obese people are metabolically healthy and have normal lifespans. As for the other 80%, you don't have to be in poor health. Everyone has it within his or her reach to improve their health and regain those years in the actuary, say, that that will be lost. But success... In doing so depends on identifying the cause of the problem and assessing your metabolic risk and changing your biochemistry. Okay, full disclosure, despite your best efforts, you may never lose your stubborn subcontaneous fat, the fat that pads your thighs and derriere, and if you do, you'll gain it back in short order, unless you become a gym rat. Because the vigorous exercise is the only rational way to prevent weight gain. In fact, you will lose meaningful amounts of subcutaneous fat and keep it off for, if you do, and keep it off for more than a year, then he'll be shocked, pleasantly so, but shocked nonetheless. This is where our TNR90 program comes in and really helps us. For the 45% of adults who are of normal weight, pay attention. You either sneer or pity the other 55% of your brethren who take up two seats on the bus. You look down on them as weak, overindulgent, and lazy. You resent them. You show it financially and socially. You're indignant that they cost you money, and you think you're out of the woods and home free. You've been told that you'll live a long and healthy life. Whatever you're doing, it must be right. For those of you who are naturally thin, you'll, you've been told that you have great genes and can consume all of the soft drinks and Twinkies you want without gaining a pound or risk getting sick. Would it? Would that it were true? A few years ago, you were the majority of Americans. Now you're in the minority. And you're losing your percentage year by year. This means that many of you are flipping. That is gaining weight and going over to the dark side. Indeed, current projections suggest that by 2030, the United States will be 65% overweight people. 165 million adults will be obese. The 2008 movie, Wall-E, is a prophecy. That's where we're all headed. We'll all be so fat that we'll have to ride around on little scooters like at Walmart. (coughs) And as you get older, your risk for gaining weight keeps going up. Your genes won't change, but your biochemistry will. So if you're flipping, which is more and more of you are, Something must be sending you over to the dark side, and if it's not your fate, it will be that of your children's. Nobody knows this better than I, because I take care of those children every day. Here's the kicker. Being thin is not a safeguard against metabolic disease or early death. Up to 40% of normal weight individuals Harbor insulin resistance, a sign of chronic metabolic disease, which will likely shorten their lifespan, our life expectancy. And of those 20%, demonstrate liver fat on an MRI in, of, the, of the abdomen. Liver fat, irrespective of body fat, has been shown to be the major risk factor in the development of diabetes. You think to say You are. Oh, screwed. And you don't even know it. The overriding thesis of this book is that your fat is not your fate, provided you don't surrender. Because people don't die of obesity, per se. They die of what happens to their organs. On the death certificate, the medical examiner doesn't write down obesity. Instead, it's heart attack, heart failure, stroke, diabetes, cancer, dementia, or cirrhosis of the liver. These are diseases that travel with obesity. They are all chronic metabolic diseases. All normal weight people die of these as well. That's the point. It's not the obesity. The obesity is not the cause of the chronic metabolic disease. It's a marker of chronic metabolic disease, otherwise known as metabolic syndrome. It's metabolic syndrome that will kill you. Understanding this distinction is crucial in improving your health. So no matter your size, obesity and metabolic syndrome overlap. But they are different. Obesity doesn't kill. Metabolic syndrome kills. Although they travel together, one doesn't cause the other. But then, what causes obesity? and what causes metabolic syndrome? And what can you do about each? Well, we will find out. Dr. Lustig wrote this book to help you and your kids get healthy and improve your quality of life, increase your productivity, and reduce the world's waste of medical resources. If you get thin in the process, great. If that's what you expect, Go on and find your own diet guru and good luck with that. Want to get healthier? Want to get happier? Want to get smarter? It's your visceral around your abdominal organs, fat, and hepatic liver fat that's keeping you down. And getting rid of the visceral fat is not as hard as you think. This is the more metabolic active fat, and there's plenty you can do to shrink it a proverb says a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step this book is a journey into the workings of the body it is a journey into the biochemistry of our brains and our fat cells it is a journey into evolution and the mismatch between our environment and our biochemistry And it is a journey into the world of business and politics, too. This journey starts with a single but very large step in which we abandon our current thinking of obesity by challenging the age-old dogma of a calorie is a calorie, or is it? If folks want to manage healthy weight, they have to be sensitive to the calories in and the calories out. Not every calorie is the same. This is according to Governor Tom Vilsack, Democrat of Iowa, U.S. Secretary of Agriculture upon the release of the 2010 Dietary Guidelines, January 13, 2011. Wait a second. If people have to be sensitive to calories in and calories out, what will happen? Why aren't the calories the same? Does anyone see the contradiction here? This is the first time that any government official had ever remotely hinted that calories might not be interchangeable. And it was buried in this cryptic doublespeak. Everyone is a dietitian. Everyone thinks he or she understands obesity. Believe it or not, this is one of the harder medical conditions to comprehend. Why? Obesity is a combination of several factors. Physics, biochemistry, endocrinology, neuroscience, psychology, sociology, and environmental health all rolled into one problem. The factors that drive the obesity pandemic are also almost as myriad as the number of people who suffer from it. The Venus von Willendorf is a 11-inch statue Carbon dated to 22,000 BCE that was unearthed in Austria in 1908. It depicts the torso of a morbidly obese adult woman. This shows us that the ancients knew about obesity long before they knew about fast food. There are other ways to gain weight aside from potato chips, pizza, sodas, and suds. The medical literature lists at least 30 diagnoses that include obesity as a symptom. These include problems of the brain, liver, adipose fat tissue, genetic disorders, uh, various hormonal imbalances, and the effects of certain medications. But none of these medical causes explain what happens to the world's population over the last 30 years. Until 1980, statistically only 15% of the adult population had body mass, index, or BMI, that in the indicator of body fatness that is calculated from a person's weight and height above the 85th percentile, indicating that either overweight or obesity. Now the statistic is 55%, and by 2030 it's expected to be 65%. Something's happened in the last 30 years, but what is it? And so we are actually going to stop there, and I'm going to leave you with that cliffhanger until Thursday. We'll have Frank up tomorrow, and I'll be back on Thursday, and we'll have Victoria on Friday. This is Susan Mann for November 8th, 2022, signing out at the top of the hour. If you scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live, make sure to... um, Listen to one of our wonderful leaders sharing information on how to build that new skin business. With that, I'm going to take us off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. And I want to wish you all a peaceful election day as well. Well, there we have it, my friends, why obesity is something we should be concerned about and why it's a symptom and not a fact. And if there's no other thoughts or comments, I am going to go ahead and let us go. And want to wish you a great day. Make sure to get out there and get that 35 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise and staying hydrated while you're at it. Have a great day, one and all.